Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Happy National Vasectomy Day. Pardon me? <laughs> it's National Vasectomy Day. We talk about it every year. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess great. I've slept since then. But this, uh, is, yeah. this, is when, this is when everybody gets the vasectomy so they don't have to go to work the next two days so they can watch oh. college basketball oh. on Thursday. And Thursday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was there, was even, there was even a restaurant or a bar, like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, that, like, put uh, like ice packs on their stools or something. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, well, yesterday was National Pie Day and National Chip Potato Chip Day. We missed that, yeah. but we sure didn't miss Vasectomy Day, did we? No. <laughs> Every day should be National Pie Day. <laughs> I'm a big, I, I do a birthday pie instead of a birthday cake myself. Ah, really? I'm not yeah. sure where to go from there with that, with that <laughs> one, Trey. Oh, you can go yeah. a lot of places with pie. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> huh. Wow. Well, I guess we could say what, what were your takeaways from football if we want to throw into that yeah. day. Huh? Well, no football today, but yeah, yesterday right. we had it, yeah. and uh, they were in shoulder pads for the first time. And I'll tell you what's I think is going to be exciting, and at the same time, it it you know tears my heart out a little bit. But they're going to be scrimmaging tomorrow uh, yeah. for about twelve plays each group. So. Um, you know, 36 total plays, I guess, with the first, second, and third teams. Uh, and it's happening right in the middle of the Arkansas game. Isn't that something? Ooh, right in the middle. That? You know, that I can, don't know. Spring break starts next week. They obviously yeah. still have class Friday. They could scrimmage at night if they wanted to. I mean, yeah. You know, anyway. Anyway. I'm unhappy. But <laughs> I'm happy. I, I also love watching football, and I want to see them hit some. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'll have um, – you know, the earbuds in, I guess, watching you? practice. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, Doing it the old way. Yeah. So. yeah, you can do that, I guess. I don't know that I've ever missed in my, like, probably since, man, uh, you know, the, 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 the probably the late 80s, I probably have not missed Arkansas in an NCAA tournament game, not a second. So, um yeah, we I guess won't be able first to say that everything. anymore, will you? No, won't be able to say that. No. Well, Trey, you got time to to maybe talk to Coach Pittman, see if he can switch things around, tell him what your yeah. concerns are. For I me, I don't think he's going <laughs> to yeah. do that. No. No. Oh, you don't think he is? Well, okay. Too bad. Well, I mean, it's just an idea. Just an idea. Thought maybe it might work. All right, Trey. Here's one for you from our Asher Ricker Service Company live feed feedback. Dylan says, Trey. Of the new talent, who has impressed you the most? Luke Haas, does his size worry you? Reminds me of Austin Cantrell from a few years back. No, he doesn't remind me of Cantrell. Maybe, like, if you look at just the, the size. Uh, Haas is probably the – probably by about an inch the shortest of the of the tight ends um, and the lightest, you know, uh, but he is very explosive, really packs a punch, and probably a guy that I don't know if they're going to, like, put him on the line um, 
you know, maybe more of a guy that plays off the line and splits out and stuff. Uh, but Luke has will hit you. I mean, it's we're watching, you know, them hit dummies and, and stuff like that. But he will uh, – he has got some pop to him. And, you know, we know he can catch the ball. I think he can end up being a guy that they really utilize uh, next year. But he's not – one, he's not like a hulking six-six tight end or anything like that. That's not, that's not his style. Um, as for who all have impressed me the most, uh, he'd be one of the guys I would mention. Sam Pittman mentioned him yesterday. Also, uh, he'd be one of the guys I would mention. Uh, I don't want to do like Sam and mention the whole roster because <laughs> that's that's what he always does. I told him, I asked yesterday. I said you're going to be tempted to to name off the whole roster, but can you tell me one wide receiver? It really jumps out to you. Uh, but I would say him, and then I would say Andrew Armstrong had uh, just yesterday watching him on one on ones. I don't think that he, I don't think he had a drop or, you know, or, or got beat any time. He might have had a couple that were not thrown directly at him. Uh, Jacoby Criswell has been really impressive, uh, just his arm talent. He throws a really nice, crisp spiral every single time. Like, even KJ doesn't throw a nice, crisp spiral. You know, he throws some that are a little wobbly here and there. Uh, but uh, but Jacoby, uh, he just he has some really nice velocity, really, really spins it well. Those are a few defensively just looking at Trajan Jeffcoat. Now, we'll see how he performs when they have the pads on and stuff. But just him physically, how he looks out there, uh, he would be a guy that's impressive. I really like Antonio Greer. Here I go just naming everybody. <laughs> I'm trying to just name a guy at each position. Uh, but Antonio Greer, just physically, like he's not, again, not like a hulking linebacker. He doesn't have this huge, massive frame. He goes 6'1", 228. But he is really shredded, muscular, very muscular guy. And then um, in the secondary, if I'm going to pick a guy, I would probably go with Lorando Johnson, Snacks Johnson. Just, again, Physically very well put together and and just moves very well. And so, you know, I'm just kind of trying to pick a, a guy at every spot. Uh, offensive line. Offensive line, new guys. I don't guess there's just a, a whole lot. There's, there, you know, I would Paris Patterson just because of how big he is, 6'6", 361 pounds. Um, he really jumped out to me initially. Uh I think it's about every position group, isn't it, that has a, a new face running back. I think back you've done good, Coach. Knew. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't name the whole wide receiver room. I just pick one guy at each spot. I'm okay, proud of myself. Proud okay, of myself. Coach. All right. All right, <laughs> quick update from the uh, ballpark. Arkansas has tacked on a couple of runs, and they now lead UNLV 5-2, 5-2, Headed to the top of the ninth. Probably, arguably, the best outing so far for Zach Morris. He's pitched two innings so far, allowed one hit, two runs, none earned, walked one, struck out two. He has faced 10 batters, 36 pitches so far. We'll see if he comes out to close out the uh, top of the ninth. Hey, that's imp- that's important. Zach Morris uh, hadn't pitched well so far, but he's a guy that Arkansas really needs to pitch well. So that that's that's good. Good to hear that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Trey, in regards now, I I looked, I didn't see it. Uh, so did I miss it? The depth chart. 
that you promised? Um, you missed it. Okay. I need to double check then. I probably it was probably about eleven o'clock or so last night before I got ah, up. Okay. Yeah. I try to do it very detailed and you know, put it in a chart where it's nice and, and organized. Um, but it's we had a lot of content go out today. I mean, we had the, the baseball story. Danny had a story on Aaron Nolan, the quarterback who had visited. Uh, had another story about just the defensive transfer additions. And Danny had a Braylon Connolly story. And Curtis did an NCAA tournament pick and preview. Another one from just Arkansas's momentum in Mississippi. Um, and then a behind-the-scenes story from Curtis in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, on Arkansas basketball, and then um, another story from Curtis on uh, Arkansas basketball and, and previewing the game. So it, it might have just gotten buried for you because we've we've certainly had a lot of content that comes out. But um, you know, just got, kind of going over it, wasn't really any dramatic change at quarterback or running back, uh, wide receiver. They just moved things around. Obviously, Jaden Wilson. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about that. Was involved in a car wreck and has a cracked tibia. He's going to be out. Probably, I think they said 10 days in his crutches and then six weeks after that. So he's out for the spring, and that was the guy that Pittman had really talked about a lot. But they had Bakke, Isaac Tesla was running with the first group in, in uh, Jaden Wilson's place, and then would have Isaac, excuse me, had Isaiah Satania and, um, you know, Bryce Stevens both working at the, uh, at the slot. And then they were running some two tight ends. They ran some uh, two running back sets where they'd have uh, Rocket Sanders and, uh, and A.J. Green or, or Rashad DeBinion, you know, two guys out on the field at the same time, uh, which they haven't, you know, didn't do at all. I don't remember last season until the Liberty Bowl game. Uh, then they would they would do that. Uh, they continue to mix things around on the offensive line. Devon Manuel at left tackle this week or yesterday. The time before, Brady Latham was at left tackle. So I, I really think – you know, I don't want to just go down the whole the whole list on everything, but I really think that, you know, so yesterday they had Joshua Braun at right tackle, and we know that Braun would prefer to play guard. And the reason they're doing that is because they want to make sure that they get their best five out there. And I think they plan to play Braun at guard, but if there's a situation where there was an injury or something, then they still want to have their best five guys out there. And if that means moving Braun to tackle, then that's what it means. There's it seems like this team's kind of a little bit guard heavy. I just think that eventually, you know, I think we're going to come to a point where the two, you know, you're going to have Brady Latham, Josh Braun, Takias Crawford, and you're going to say those are, you know, three of our best guys and they're all they're all, in my opinion, guards, and the guy that can really play tackle out of that group is Latham. So I'm kind of thinking maybe eventually, obviously you keep experimenting, but I, th- I think what we're going to end up seeing, and what I thought that they would do last year, is move Brady Latham out to left tackle. And that way you can have Joshua Braun, if he does indeed emerge as one of the top five guys, you can have him at left guard. You can have Takias Crawford at right guard. You could put Devon Manuel at right tackle, which I think he's better suited at right tackle than left tackle. And then, of course, you got Bo Lemmer inside at center, which that has not changed at all uh, from the whole times they've been doing stuff. So that's kind of what I think maybe needs to happen is, is bumping Brady Latham out at left tackle, unless there's some guy in the transfer portal, because I think they should add another offensive lineman in the transfer portal. Uh, defensive line hasn't changed too terribly much, although they had Torian Carter 
running uh, one of the starting defensive tackles because Eric Gregory just not moving quite as well as they'd like him to right now, so they held him out of team uh, period. But you got two guys in Torian Carter and Eric Gregory. Gregory was hurt more towards the end of the year. Carter was hurt all of last year. Uh, moving things around a little bit at linebacker, they had Antonio Greer with the first group. And uh, safety, you know, you, you really – you really understand like how safety can be an issue because they moved they moved Hudson Clark to, to Nickelback, uh, worked him there some, and then you had Lorando Johnson and Dwight McLaughlin because uh, you know Quincy McAdoo's out. So you had Lorando Johnson, Dwight McLaughlin at cornerback. You had Hudson Clark working at Nickelback, and then your safeties are Jaden Johnson and Malik Chavis. So to me, like okay, those guys have done some good things here and there they they have both been very inconsistent at safety and it's not just that but like after Jaden johnson the next guy behind him is rj johnson and then dylan has behind him and that malik chavis behind him is tj metcalf you know and anybody who's been listening to this show long enough knows how i feel about freshman safeties i'm just not a fan of freshman safeties freshman linebackers they just they they always cause trouble because you know it just takes one bad step and you know somebody will house it on you so that to me really exposes a lot of the concerns that you know at at safety and and i think that hudson clark moves back to safety they're just working with him at nickel because i think uh al walcott will end up taking that nickel spot you know 6 215 he kind of just fits the mold there and they were working him there before he was hurt so i i, I just think that it makes a lot of sense to go out and out of safety. You are in great shape at cornerback. I really think that they're – I mean, think about cornerback right now. So you've got – you know, first of all, you've got Hudson Clark who can play there if they had to, but they're not going to need him there. They've got Lorando Johnson there. They've got Dwight McLaughlin there. They've got Jalen Braxton who is a freshman, and I feel a little better about freshman cornerbacks than I do freshman safeties as, you know, the last line of defensive defense. Um, but you've got those three guys out there right now, and then you're going to add uh, Quincy McAdoo back into the fold. You're going to add um, Jaheim Singletary back in the fold, Ladarius Bishop back. I mean, that's a pretty good group of cornerbacks with some experience, you know. So got to go out of say I think they need to add two safety nickel types in the transfer portal. Must have them. Must have them. Is another way to say this, Trey, is cross-training? Is that another way yeah. to say it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's especially on the offensive line in the secondary, I think that's where you, you see that the most, just making sure. I mean, in the secondary, it's kind of gotten to where everybody – you just don't see – you know, I mentioned Walcott being 215. You just don't see many safeties really even over 200 pounds anymore. And if they are, they're not that much over 200 pounds. It's just the game has changed, uh, you know, over the years, and safeties look a lot more like cornerbacks these days. Well, it's more of a speed game. Yeah. Sure. Now, nickel, you need a guy that, that can, in my opinion, you need a guy. Nickel's a very hard spot to play because you got to be quick enough to cover a slot receiver, although slot receivers these days are getting a lot taller. <laughs> People are starting to like uh, bigger guys in the slot now. But you, you traditionally, you know, a slot receiver is going to be a little, little more shifty. And you need a guy that can cover a guy like that, but also, you know, cover a tight end or running back and also tackle. 
It's a, it's a, and and a lot of times, you know, you're kind of a conflict guy for the offense, and they're, it's a, it's just a very demanding position, the nickelback spot. So you need to make sure you have a stud there these days. It can't just be like, a, where do we put somebody? We got this extra corner. We got this extra guy. Well, let's put him at nickel. It, it needs to be. It's a very specialized position now. Uh, we talked about uh, briefly, not at length, about the transfer portal being back up at least for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, do you Great remember? Time to do that, right? Yeah. Right. At, do, right after Selection Sunday. Yeah. Do you do you guys remember when the portal started? You mean what year? Or mm-hmm. it's only been around for three or four years. It hasn't been that long. I don't even know it? if it's been four. I'm thinking three. Yeah, it's kind of what I think. Maybe three. Maybe two. <laughs> it's been long. Think, you have to start thinking about Arkansas's basketball team because that's that's where the portal has been the most visible. But mm-hmm. how about Felipe Franks? Didn't he come through the portal? I don't know if he came through the portal or not. Or was he was just a, he was a graduate or just a regular transfer. transfer. Yeah. yeah, I think it was oh. just a grad transfer. Was he? Okay. Well, because that's what four seasons ago now. If you're counting next year, twenty. It's hard to remember exactly because, you know, it it's only been this past year that they had the portal windows. It used to just be yeah. a portal. That's right. Okay. Well, we know Musselman's used it for three seasons at least. Okay, uh, I'm okay. thinking. Did I'm thinking right now. I, I think I've got it. I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's 2018 or 2019, one of those two. Could be. Well, Musselman's first year would have been 2019-20, right? 23-23. So it wasn't far the after the 20 year. The 19. It wasn't far after the four-game redshirt rule. Yeah. Yes. What is it, Randy? Right. Well, before I get accused of wasting your time on something trivial. Um, October the 15th, 2018. 2018. Okay. 18. Okay. okay. There you go. Yeah, because I think I can remember um, the wide receiver for Arkansas that transferred to Missouri. Uh, um, yeah, I know you're I'm talking about. on his name. But, uh, yeah. That's what I remember. That's what popped in my head when I watched it. Well, that eight. wasn't Mission Impossible, Randy. You found it. <laughs> All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's TreyMediaFoxSports.com. Be brought to you by Azure Record Service. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment.